Welcome back to the Simply Safe podcast. My name is Katrin. I am your co-host today. And the other co-host who you already know, Peter, is here with us again as well. Hello. Yes, I'm Peter, and I'm happy to be with you again in our Simply Safe podcast. Today, we are talking about collaborative robots and mobile robots, and we have a guest with us today. Welcome, Andrea. He called in from Schöneich near Stuttgart. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, thank you for inviting me to your podcast. My name is Andrea Fea. I'm CTO and co-founder at Synapticon. And maybe to say a few words about Synapticon. Synapticon designs and produces compact, uh, safe servo drives, mainly for applications in robotics, particularly in collaborative robots, industrial mobile robots, but also in general motion control applications. That sounds super interesting. So we're just going to dive right into it. So what kind of trends do we see in, in your field of collaborative robotics and mobile robots? Well, what we have seen for some years now is that safety functionality is getting nearly uh, ubiquitous. This means all around us there is safety. And one particular aspect is that safety is getting more and more intelligent. This means the functionality is more and more sophisticated. We have more sensor signals, better sensors that are combined in applications with intelligent safety functions. What is the goal of this? The goal is, well, yes, speeding up systems, giving better productivity. This is one of the older goals that have been around many, many years. But today, very important is a better collaboration of machines and humans who are working with the machines or who are operating those machines. One other trend uh, that's been around for many years is developing should be faster. We need short time to market for nearly every development and every product that's designed. And going with that is we have to reduce efforts in development. Then some trends which are more from the technical point of view, systems are distributed today. Sensors are distributed around a machine, around a system, in an application, in a plant or something. Drives are distributed. And all those devices getting more and more intelligent. They have software inside and are they have smart communication functionality. Yeah, thank, thank for for introducing th these trends. I wanted to make a comment. Maybe you said a lot of new sensors, a lot of distributed devices, drives, sensors across the machines. What I wanted also to say about is that the safety concepts themselves being designed around the human are becoming very complex. So we have the 2D space in the factory that we are driving around the factory in 2D space, but we also have the 3D space in which we need to safeguard humans from machines. So it means that a combination of 2D, 3D, and 1D sensors and, and also the kinematics and 
motion of robots within factories happens in a very com yeah 3D environment, and they all need to work together somehow. So they need really strong intelligence also in the safety space where until now in regular industrial machines we have relatively simple safety logic implemented absolutely right yes we have more sensors we have more intelligent sensors simple sensors in the past just gave two states of of a signal on or off or something like that and now we have sensors with high resolution giving a distance giving a temperature giving whatever you can measure and all those signals have to be communicated and of course uh, there have to be intelligent functions who will evaluate those signals and just like you said right now andrea there may be a lot of mathematics in for example, calculating in 3D space. Absolutely right. Yeah, the, the one difficulty I see there is that, you know, the all, uh, let's say the original approach is using a generic safety PLC that anyone can program simple safety logic, which is a great concept, works very well so far in machines. And now we have this complex uh, mathematics involved in 3D space uh, and 3D motion. So how to make this work for the customer? So creating functional blocks or creating, uh, creating making pre-made solutions or pre-made applications for uh, particular types of applications. And I believe if we still stick to the question, what are the trends? I believe that solutions will increasingly win against components. So we are not only talking about sensor, a drive, um, a PLC, but tailor-made solution for particular environment, particular application with tailor-made safety functions and safety software that goes along with uh, these complex collaborative applications that we mentioned. Yeah, that all sounds like it's really complex, but yeah, also really advanced. So I'm sure there are a lot of challenges and obstacles that you have to sort of face with collaborative robotics and mobile robots. Um, do you want to talk about that for a bit? Yes, what we often see as a real challenge is the subject of compatibility of different sensors, different systems which have to collaborate in a safety system. And there are many solutions around that are made of total different technologies. And it's, it's a real obstacle to design a good system because you have so many different interfaces and different, different procedures how to, uh, to interact between those devices. Yeah, I mean, I can maybe add, uh, add some challenges from a simple, simpler side. You said there's so many different devices, uh, different technologies. If you look into inside of state-of-the-art mobile industrial robot, for example, if you look into the inside of the vehicle, you will find a huge number of cables and connections between a lot of devices. So alone the cabling and connecting and taking into operation all these devices is a huge challenge nowadays because like the compatibility is not really strong and a lot of workarounds need to be implemented in order to get the optimum performance out of the application. 
what we see at a, as a problem is there is a certain gap or a contradiction. On one hand, there are designers who want to offer open systems or components that have open interfaces and could be uh, integrated to bigger systems. But still, the user has to handle different uh, features, different way of collaborating. And on, on the other side, and in, in contradiction to this, there are closed systems that are offered by one vendor and who can offer a closed solution, which takes away those hurdles from, from the integrator. But on the other hand, that system is closed and you cannot adapt something, something different, which is not foreseen to be integrated in that closed system. So there is a certain contradiction. Yeah, usually, usually adding third-party devices to such a closed system means that these third-party devices need to be commissioned in a different way using specific commissioning software. Then again, they're hard to then maintain and also maintain later in the field because you need a bunch of different small apps or softwares on your laptop to just, just take into operation the laser scanner, the, the drives, the safety encoders, the, the safety PLC. And so yeah, you have these closed solutions which are plug and play, but if something is missing there, you need to add a third-party device. You're breaking this ease of integration and creating a relatively hard to maintain and extend solution. And um, yeah, the question is, how can this be resolved, right? How can we have all the flexibility and openness and ease of integration at the same time? There is also one uh, practical problem, of, for example, in, in robots, specifically in robots, the space is limited. And now adding particular, let's say, proprietary devices for uh, safety functions, you don't have endless space for do doing those. So also, I think customers expect you know, more integrated solutions in the future less components are smarter, but less components. Yes, and there's one more aspect to it. Uh, it's diagnostic of those systems. And well, the goal will be you have one interface to the outside world and service technician has a very easy access to all information that he needs. And this is one of the goals of Industry 4.0, but everything we said before, when you have third-party tools, third-party uh, devices in a system, there are the hurdles, there are high thresholds to solve those, those issues. Yeah, and finally, one, one challenge that comes to my mind is the cost of all these uh, safety features and the safety components. In many projects, the safety system is more expensive than the rest of the control system uh, or the whole vehicle. <laughs> so we are dealing with a lot of customers who are struggling with the cost and building smaller, uh, smaller robots and larger fleets of smaller robots is difficult using uh, today's discrete components, right? So we have a cost issue here. And so many robotic producers or robot manufacturers are forced to make full custom solutions by themselves uh, or using engineering companies. So it's a very, very expensive and very 
long process to optimize the cost. So today's standard components, mostly made for machines uh, and larger factory environments, and uh, many times used in robots, but do not really fit the space and cost constraints of this kind of a machine. Yes, one of the aspects is, of course, the, the part costs. How much is one robot? Uh, how much safety components are in there? And the other point is, of course, how much development costs. And finally, for safety, of course, certification. How big are the costs uh, for that? And what we often see is it's clear to everyone those systems have to be certified. But doing so is requires a lot of knowledge, experience. Most of the companies that I know have made extra iterations in their first projects. And this uh, leads to exploding costs for certification for development of safety. That is another big issue. I assume keeping the timelines of these projects is also very difficult. As you're saying, having a second loop also means losing opportunities, losing opportunities with customers. Right. So that sounds complex. Um, what are some of the solutions that you think can make a big difference? I mean, we are, we are here together today with Brinkman Electronic and Synapticon. And one thing is for sure important, and this is standardization and collaboration between the vendors of different components. And there is many aspects that can be resolved by collaboration between vendors. I absolutely agree. Yes, companies have to collaborate and have to talk to each other and have to finally build up systems or solutions for their customers, um, integrating their own devices or components. And this can only work properly with standards on the on one side and collaboration on the other side. And standards have a long discussions around standards and it's going up today. If you look at the power cable of mobile phones, it's ridiculous what discussions are around standards. But it's still the same as it was a hundred years ago. Standards help on the on one side and standards will limit uh, some, some USPs of, of certain companies who think they are better or have a solution that they can bring to the market for uh, alone and uh, without help of other companies. But we don't want to complain about the situation of standards. Um, there are some, some really good standardizations around and some, some good standards. And one particular standard that we want to emphasize today is, is EtherCAT and the safety protocol for EtherCAT, which is FSOE or safety over EtherCAT. And we think that this standard is a really positive example of a very well adopted standard, which has been adopted worldwide. And there are much more than 100 vendors around the world supporting this standard. 
And in, compar in comparison to other safety communication standards, for example, this standard EtherCAT and FSOE is fairly simple. And that makes a good standard and that makes a good solution that is accepted worldwide. I agree, Peter. I think it's a blessing to have such a strong standard like EtherCAT and what Beckhoff and the ETG, the EtherCAT organization has done on top of EtherCAT also in the safety area is really helping us all. And not only the, you know, the basic uh, communication protocols like the EtherCAT itself or the safety protocol is important, but also safety drive profiles for particular device types are defined. And this is also very helpful. For example, the safety drive profile defines standard safety functions for variable speed drives or servo drives. And we at Synapticon are trying to follow the standards as strongly as we can, and also to talk to different other device manufacturers and, and make sure that we are interpreting the standards the same way like they do. Of course, this is already pointing out a small problem with standards. Sometimes they're interpreted differently, but sticking to them is a, is a huge benefit. And, and we have already had some big successes implementing our drives with third-party safety, let's say controllers and PLCs, because we have followed strictly the safety drive profile from ETG. Yes, I absolutely agree. It's, it, it, it is a good standard. It is fairly simple and apparent, uh, compared to other standards, it's easy to integrate that or to realize that uh, protocol. On the other side, it's the organization that stands behind that standard, uh, the EtherCAT organization. It's not only the company Beckhoff, but is ETG. They have a very open process to integrate other vendors and companies in their group and to support them. And as we see it, it's much easier even for small companies, young companies to benefit, to get know-how from that organization and uh, to realize their products. And I see a certain difference to, to other organizations there. Yeah, so these standards are defining a framework, a very great, a great framework, but they also leave enough flexibility also for implementing complex applications like robotics. And this is what I particularly like about the EtherCAT standard is that, and the FSOE standard is, it also allows for manufacturer-specific or render-specific functions. It has a standardized, standardized way of extending the protocols and still, like you already mentioned before, implement your own IPs and your own ideas on top of the standard while keeping the basics within the standard or fully within the device profiles. And, and this, this has um, shown great results so far. And I think another great thing is that when companies have this common ground and using uh, the same standard, it's much easier for them to focus on increasing the performance and the value add for the customer and focusing their time and resources on that uh, rather than making their systems or components compatible with each other in the first place. Because we, of course, all have limited resources and we have big goals. Our customers in robotics have big plans and safety should not be, a, let's say, a hurdle for this. And um, it has been a big hurdle in the past and I believe uh, the future looks bright 
especially because of these standardized communication protocols, standardized device profiles, and the collaboration between uh, vendors, like, for example, Brinkman Electronic and Synapticon have been working together, uh, but also other sensor manufacturers and drives manufacturers. Okay, to explain a little bit what we as Brinkman Electronics have done based on that standard is we have our own uh, safety library. It's a library or a, we call it a platform. It is a platform consisting of hardware, electronics, hardware, combined with uh, our own software basics. It is a system which you can build up this on uh, based on this platform built for safe evaluation of sensor signals and reacting on those signals and monitoring and controlling safely um, an industrial process. Whatever that may be, the device where this Belgard platform goes into may be a sensor, maybe an encoder, it may be a, a drive, we can realize safe drive functionality, but it even goes up to controllers. You mentioned PLC, it's not programmable, but it has logic and can be used as a small control device. And particular benefit is that it supports multiple axes, means more than one uh, encoder interfaces, and we can integrate mathematics for multi-axis applications. So what you mentioned before, uh, 2D space, 3D space, those calculations that are required, therefore, are possible based on our Belgard system. And one very important point of it is, of course, communication, safe communication. And we support FSOE with EtherCAT, uh, both as master functionality and as slave functionality with this Belgard system. So it fits very well into this area of um, safe motion, safe intelligence systems. Yes, in, in parallel, uh, over the years, we have been uh, working on um, safety drives, safe server drives and safety encoders, which we integrate into a single device. So we can offer uh, safe motion functions on the drive as well as uh, stream safe process data to, to a high-level controller like the one from, from Brinkman Electronic, the Belgard system, where this safe process data can be used to safeguard and safe, safely monitor complex processes. And um, I, I can say that by the fact that we followed uh, this standard strongly, it made the integration between our systems uh, very easy. It was a relatively plug-and-play experience between um, our devices. And uh, we have also involved further partners in, in this development, bringing in sensor vendors, bringing in motor vendors, and try to design a demo which includes everything that's needed for a complete mobile robot platform um, with all required safety functions. And uh, this was done in close collaboration with, with Brinkman Electronic. That sounds great and uh, super practical for potential customers. Um, and these were created in collaboration as we just heard. So who else are you uh, collaborating with? 
Well, in this uh, collaboration, we have sensors from a company ZIC, very well-known sensor manufacturer, and they provide a very sophisticated laser scanner with EtherCAT FSOE interface. So with that scanner, you can uh, detect uh, obstacles and measure their, uh, their distance, their direction. And that can be evaluated by the control system, by the safe controller. Next is company Contron, the IPC manufacturer Contron, providing state-of-the-art industrial PC with an integrated functional safety card. It is a small uh, M.2 card hardware that carries a pure Belgard with a Belgard functionality. So this can act as a controller and read sensor data from the outside world and do mathematical calculations and evaluate the state of the system of the safety. And via uh, FSOE, EtherCAT can also safely control devices like Synapticon drives uh, that are placed in that network. So you're saying that the Belgar solution is fully integrated into the Contron IPC, hardware and software-wise, it's one unit. Absolutely right, yes. So it's a very compact solution with no extra installation, no extra cabling. The Contron PC, uh, of course, can run all the control software that is uh, controlling the vehicle, controlling the robot or whatever, and has this small uh, safety card inside without any extra external device. Yeah, this is a nice solution. And uh, we have done a similar thing together with Ketera. In fact, Ketera is a motor manufacturer who has who offers a um, completely integrated wheel with a direct drive motor and a brake. So it's a traction drive, completely integrated. Plus, on top, they integrate the safety encoder and safety drive from Synapticon in a single unit. So you have a single cable coming out of this traction drive and connecting to the Contron industrial PC where the safety data is channeled through EtherCAD from the safety slave to uh, Synapticon safety slave uh, to the Belgard safety master, which is uh, integrated in the in the IPC. So we we actually have only two devices in total from the hardware perspective and a single cable for all exchange of safety data between safety encoder, safety drive, safety brake, and the safety master. And of course, daisy chaining several of these drive integrated drives as possible with a single line. And um, so we have done some integration work here, both on the drive side and Brinkman on the IPC side to get the most compact solution overall. So I wanted to mention also that we have presented this um, complete demo at the digital SPS trade fair last year already, which was kind of a accident. The, the actual SPS was planned to take place normally offline, but then a few days before, uh, it was canceled. So we had a, a few days of time to organize a web session. So we will, of course, this year at Automatica and also at the SPS uh, later this year, 
present this demo live on our uh, on our boot at Synapticon's boot. How about you? Yeah, there will be a demonstration and uh, a booth on the embedded world where Contron will show this embedded PC uh, with a safety functionality. So that's where we will present that. And before that, uh, end of May, we will demonstrate our Belgard solution on the Hanover Fair in Hanover end of May this year. Yeah, in the end, we we uh, we said we have these two component drives and IPCs, and of course, the SIG laser scanner is one of the most important components here. And SIG has introduced the Microscan 3 series two and a half years ago with the FSOE EtherCAD interface. This means that all these devices together are in the same network with a single cable in the same daisy chain architecture. And our demo is presenting uh, kind of it's kind of an interactive demo, right? So you can uh, you can uh, go there and see how the system will uh, react to human presence and how simple it is, in fact, in hardware. Uh, that sounds great. Uh, thank you so much for uh, being our guest, Andrea. Thank you to our listeners. Please comment on our comment section on our website. And um, we will hear you in the next episode of Simply Safe. Thank you, Katwing, for hosting. And see you and hear you next time. And thank you, Andrea, for being our guest. And it was really interesting listening to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm already looking forward to our shows this year uh, together. And thank you very much for uh, inviting me to your podcast. All right. Hear you next time. Goodbye.